Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. This episode, we are looking at the real Ghostbusters. Not the fake Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters. Um, just before we start, little disclaimer, I am ill. So I do apologise for any coughing, sniffing, just general unpleasant lurginess in my voice. I will try not to breathe majorly hard down the microphone and infect you all. But, okay. Disclaimer done. Ghostbusters. Let's go. Oh, plus that, if you can infect people via a microphone and via their ears, we can, we can weaponize that shit and sell it. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we could probably weaponize my general stupidity if we really wanted to, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, give it a go. Yeah, so real Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, I'm, I was quite excited um, to, to do this one. And even more excited because I found them all on uh, Netflix this afternoon. So uh, having done a bit of reading, I've gone, I wonder if there's any online. I just sat down and watched about three hours worth. That was uh, that was good. Uh, good going. Yeah, um, that was a bit of a find, wasn't it? I actually um, I, I got back from holidays uh, last weekend, knowing this was coming up. So I spent most of last week trying to find it online. It's like it, it is on YouTube, but it's difficult to get hold of. Uh, reason being, it's obviously something that's still quite bankable. So yeah, imagine my surprise. For some reason, literally an hour ago before we started recording, after having watched some on YouTube, I decided to randomly check Netflix, and there it was, all of it in its entirety. I think. Um, so yeah, it, it's all there. I cannot wait to finish recording this and get back to binge watching it now. To be honest, but there you go. Um, and yeah, that that right. probably yeah that, that probably already pretty much sets the tone for where this show's going um but yeah, yeah. i was i was also excited about this one because fucking ghostbusters man so well that's that's it i mean i that we've talked about this before on, on this show and various other shows that a lot of my childhood toys disappeared over the years some got broken some got given away some got nicked by younger cousins and things um but the vast majority of uh, my ghostbusters figures are still in the house i've got the the four um the most of the main characters. I've got my Slimer, who's bigger than the, the characters. I've got my Stay Puffed. Um, Ecto 2 went out last year or the year before because it was fucked, um, but it was still in the bag with all the others. So, I mean, so, um, Ecto 1, I know a cousin had that and it never came back. And my, my firehouse went away um, many, many years ago because it took up a lot of space. But I've still got those. And every now and again, you do look at them and go, yeah, they're, they're pretty close. They're still, no, they're still in pretty good condition. I think um, the, the paint on Ray's face is slightly damaged. It looks like he's got a black eye permanently. Um, but they're still in pretty good nick for the age of them as well. Um, and I say it's, it's one of those, it's one of those that I can't bear myself to get rid of them. Yeah. For no other reason. I don't know. They, they never come out. I never, no, I never play with them because I'm in my mid thirties and don't yeah, play with yeah, them, right. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. But yeah, so I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's a funny one, but it's, it's just that there are a couple of things I just don't want to get rid of and then they're on that list. And it's probably because some of my, very like some of my very earliest sort of childhood memories certainly of um of the christmas i had them i remember having them and ecto one um and spending the day driving up and down the living room floor yeah i mean firstly i make no such claims sadly i don't have any ghostbusters toys left if i did i would not be ashamed to still be driving ecto one up and down the living room floor with the ghostbusters theme playing and probably making the weird sound as i go um but that's just me uh, those toys <coughs> were fucking awesome though um i remember 
specifically a line that came out i can't remember what they called them but it was a line that came out where the, the ghostbusters would get scared so like you could basically you could squeeze their legs together and like their yes. eyes would pop out on stalks and stuff they were fucking yeah. incredible and every one of the toys regardless of the line uh, came with a little plastic ghost if you remember yeah. as well and they were different ghosts and i was more excited about like what different ghosts i could get than what versions of the ghostbusters i had because the more ghosts you had the more fucking Ghostbusting adventures you could go on. So, well, that's it, and they all—they were all small, but they all fit in. You had the um, with the firehouse, you had the ecto-containment unit, and this little—it was um—it was a transfer device. It was supposed to be like the trap, but not. And so you put them in, you closed the lid, and then you hooked it on. And from the way where the lid hooked onto that, it, it moved the um, the lid to the containment unit as well. So you moved it across. They fell in. You closed it again, and the ghost was gone. Oh um, shit! I forgot about that. Yeah, the, I I think I still have the trap bit. I don't have the um the unit the ecto-containment unit anymore. I still have the trap. Um, yeah, yeah. something I, I was looking at these the other day. Um, so yeah, but I, I I'm glad you mentioned that line of toys because I didn't have the the Ghostbusters from that um from that line, but I did have a couple of the villains. I had um this weird granny, whose sort of mouth comes down like a bit of a crocodile mouth. I remember that. Uh, I think I think the name was like Granny Gross or something like that. Um, and you had slime with them as well. Yes, um, yeah, you did, didn't you? You had little pots of slime. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then you had uh, the other one. I've got um, is um, he's a, a garbage man, and you you pull the um, the the bin over his head. His, his arms are fixed in front of him, and his, he's articulate at the shoulders. You pull the bin up over his head and pull it down. A little fly head pops out, and then two wings come up his legs. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's quite um, it's it's quite funny looking at some of these now. I'm thinking a lot of the toys you get now are just a preformed plastic crap that don't move and don't do anything. And this is stuff from the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I mean, toys back then, especially action figures. Obviously, I know we've talked about it on quite a few shows, but there was a synergy between these shows and the toys that they marketed. And some of these toy lines, like I said, these Ghostbusters toys were way better than Ghostbusters toys needed to be, if we're honest. I mean, Ghostbusters was huge in the 80s. We'd have bought, like the shittest action figures if they'd have just said Ghostbusters on them and looked nothing like the cast even, let alone the inventiveness that went into the ghosts. But like these were up there in terms of inventiveness, these these were up there with your He-Mans and your masks and stuff. Like they did not phone this in at all. The design on these villains was excellent. And I mean that actually to come to sort of to come back onto the show, that does ring through in these episodes of the show as well. Like they obviously think this thing ran for something like five or six years or something it went on for quite a while and obviously you can't just keep doing the same ghost you can't do stay puffed and gozer and everything over and over and over again and yeah. so they did get really creative with these ghosts you know they were the ghosts were able to possess things and stuff in the show and so quite often they turn into like giant versions of a thing or whatever um, yeah. But yeah, they were cool. They were they were different ghosts every episode. They went into demons as well. I think it wasn't just exclusively ghosts. Um, yeah, it was. It, again, it was way more inventive, I guess, than it needed to be. This is sort of. Don't get me wrong. There is no comparison to be drawn here in terms of quality. Um, but it was definitely on the kind of level of something like a Batman, the animated series. When when you look mm-hmm. at it, in terms of the amount of work that went into creating this world and ensuring that it rung true to the to the characters from the film, um, yeah. it was it was done with love. And you know, when I say there's no comparison in quality, I do not mean that as a slight to this show at all. It's just, I mean, look, there's Batman, the animated series, and then there's 
everything else. I'm sorry, that's just a, a matter of opinion on my part, I know, but that's how it is. So I think it's probably fair as well. I mean, we've talked about this before as well. I mean, um, we talked about it. I can't remember which show it was, but um, Paul Dini was involved in sort of the mid to early, or early to mid 80s. Dungeons and, and Dragons. That was it. Um, and you look at sort of the progression of, of, of him and his work from A to B. And yeah, okay, like not a lot's going to compare with Batman, if anything. But you look, I mean, you look at this, and so the, the, this is kind of part of that evolution of, of of what kids' cartoons were. Because I mean, up until probably the early '80s, kids' cartoons were you sort of your Disney shorts and your Popeyes and your Hanna Barberas and stuff like that. Kids weren't given a lot of credit. Whereas, round about the early '80s, all of a sudden, it's right, we can make a decent product. We can make a decent show that stands up. Yeah, and it just happens to be for kids. And then that sort of evolved through the 80s until you get to the early 90s and you get to Batman. And then, you know, for me, that's kind of a pinnacle. And since then, it made my age. Um, so sort of, at the time that was on and then going forward, but nothing's really had that same sort of appeal, if you like. No, I would agree. Um, but yeah, certainly this show did, it had that feel of like this aired particularly over here um this aired both in the afternoons and it did become a saturday morning cartoon at one point as well i remember it getting split up and so it was it was definitely marketed at kids um but certainly watching it back now it's not a kids animation it's definitely got more of that kind of family animated show feel to it that you get in some of the disney afternoon stuff or that you get in batman the animated series where you know there is a level of reasonably sophisticated storytelling involved here i mean yes okay you know there's a monster of the week every episode and what have you um but again this isn't just the ghostbusters running around shooting off proton packs there was always something else at play there they always had a b story going on or they certainly have in the episodes that i've rewatched. i've only managed to rewatch about four of them um but there's generally been a b story the talent yeah. involved in this thing is fucking remarkable um, yeah. When you actually look back, I mean, just in terms of writing, saying that, fucking J. Michael Straczynski wrote most of these. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I wasn't going to try and pronounce his name. Hey, look, I'm not saying that's correct. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, th- I mean, what the fuck? Like, I had no idea at all. I mean, as you wouldn't as a kid, I suppose. And this is really. Well, no, that's right. This is really the first time I've revisited this show, if I'm honest. Um, and that's that's really just because if I want to watch Ghostbusters, I'm not going to go and watch the real Ghostbusters. I'm going to dig out the real Ghostbusters. Does that make sense? I know yeah, you're going to dig out the movie. I'm going to I'm going to dig out the films. Yeah, exactly. Um, however, yeah, I, I think that's. Play... I mean, I, I've not thought about. So going back to this show, until we started to, um, until we started doing this show, it was one of the ones that we came up with very early on. Um, I'd not really thought about going back to it, uh, and not for any sort of reason or any sort of distaste for anything like that. It just wasn't something that I was that I was that bothered about. Um, but no, there there have been DVD sets come out over the years. Um, some I think there was a full set eventually, um, but it just wasn't something like when Thundercats came out, I bought it. When Transformers came out, I bought it. When this came out, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll pick it up when I get around to it. And I never got around to it, and it never really bothered me. But now having sat down this afternoon and slightly engorged myself on real Ghostbusters episodes, I I now possibly regret that. But at the same time, now they're widely available online. I don't need to go and buy them. Um, But, yeah, it's it's one of those I've not really thought about going back to, really. 
me either. And it's interesting what you say there in terms of, I mean, I've done the same thing. I've got the Transformers box sets, I've got the Thundercats box sets, I've got the Disney box sets. You know, these things I'm buying. But again, when this came out, and I think this is more a result of this. This is actually older than you think it is as well. Like, I, I figured yeah. this show was actually early to mid-90s. Oh, no, no. This was mid to late 80s. So 1986. I was... Yeah, I was a lot younger than I thought when I was watching this show. But because I haven't revisited it at all, and because I have rewatched the film, I think I kind of suffered from from sort of my memory being a bit clouded of it and thinking that it is a cheap knockoff. Um, it's mm. fucking not at no, all. Um, like again, like yeah, the the voice talent involved is superb, right down to like I mean, casting Lorenzo music was a stroke of genius um, yeah like if you can't get bill murray there's your go-to guy right there you know yeah. they sound practically identical um but you know little things like that and then like fucking arsenio hall is in this playing winston yeah like you know these these are really talented dudes and the relationship between the core cast which really is the key of the film like it's pretty much there like it's not those guys so you know you lose a little bit of it but jesus it's not far off like those these guys are doing a pretty good job of getting that yeah, central I mean, it, relationship that right away. and i mean um i was reading um as part of this i was reading um extracts of an interview um with um uh morris lamarche uh, talking about um when he auditioned and he was told do not impersonate the film do not impersonate the film and he went fuck it i'm going to and he got the part anyway and that's kind of, I mean, even even though that's the sort of things that that's the tone they wanted to set. Like, we're not remaking, a, we're not doing a cartoon of the film. You had um, Lorenzo Music, you had um, you had a senior, you had have these people doing their very best caricatures of what's been done in the film. And I'm surprised. I mean, Dan Aykroyd's um, Dan is an executive producer. I'm surprised he didn't pop up at some point. Yeah, and I mean, they can try and say as much as they want that they weren't remaking the film or they weren't continuing the film. Like they absolutely were just picking up where the film's left off like it this just this just feels like the continued adventures of the ghostbusters which to be honest is all i could possibly as an adult that is all i could possibly want from this show and it delivers that now as a kid especially as a young kid which i would have been this time i didn't realize quite how young i would have been i wouldn't have given a fuck anyway i would have just been like oh cool it's ghostbusters and it's a cartoon so i'm in like, well, that's I think when you when you're sort of that young anyway, like you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily notice a difference between the voices anyway. No, like exactly. You notice you know, it's, it's a cartoon as opposed to live action, but you wouldn't notice that it's a different voice, especially with uh, Lorenzo Music, because you now it's practically bang on. I mean, even Bill Murray said his his big complaint was that um, Venkman sounded like Garfield. Now, um, for the longest it, time, for the longest time, I'm glad you brought that up because for the longest time. I was adamantly fucking convinced that Bill Murray voiced Garfield. Like I'm talking, I had fights in the fucking playground over this, <laughs> and and eventually he did um, when they Again, did the uh, to do the, the film. Interview. Yeah, which you know I, I felt yeah. somewhat vindicated at that point. But well, I, I, I haven't realised either because having seen Garfield and Friends, I think I think that I mean that was round about this time as well. But I didn't see it until probably the early nineties. I, I was the same. I was convinced it was Bill Murray, and then when they did the movie, it was Bill Murray. I was like, oh, fucking hell, okay, I must have been right. Yeah, me too. That That's exactly how my narrative went with this. Now, I'm clearly thick as fuck, because 
I really liked Garfield and had several Garfield videos. I also really liked Heathcliff, but that's another episode entirely. Um, but I did really like... So you'd think I would have twigged on this, but so fucking spot on is Lorenzo Music's fucking Bill Murray impersonation. Oh, God, yeah. I, like, the the two just became one in my head when I was a kid. I was fucking convinced that these were the original voices. Well, not even convinced. Yeah. Like, I don't think I even questioned it as a kid because I didn't really know who these people were. So it just felt right that, that these guys were doing the voice and that this show just carried on i do remember even very early on feeling a little bit of kind of narrative dissonance over the slimer thing because i was like yeah. hang on he's a bad guy and now he's a good yeah. guy and you haven't explained it and like now watching it my most pressing question is like what the fuck is slimer like i know he's a ghost but <laughs> what the fuck yeah, is he I mean... a ghost of because ghosts of people in this show are able to talk properly and they walk upright um, but I mean, maybe maybe it's the ghost of a demon. Maybe it's like the spirit of a dead demon or something. Um, See, to me, just feels like a dog. Is he like a ghost dog? But then, if he's a ghost dog, how the fuck can he talk? So, well, yeah, because he can I mean, kind of talk in gibberish. Six Slimer is just being he's a Slimer. Yeah, maybe, maybe as you say, maybe he's a demon rather than a ghost because there are. I mean, I guess it's it's very much a case of whether it suits the writing or not. But there are definitely times where he's kind of more solid. And then times where he's kind of ethereal and passes through things, yeah. like when it suits I was, I was, them for him to practice. Later, but I'll do it now because because um, we're talking about it. In the very first episode, so on on it's it, it sounds the first episode on Netflix. I don't think it's actually the first episode, um, but it's an episode called Ghost Saras. And in that, um, they cap they catch some ghosts. Um, they put them in the next and then and at some point, Slimer fucks something up to a point where Peter tells him if he messes up again, they're going to blast him. So then, in the middle of the night, he's having a snack, he drops it all, and he manages to switch the ectocontainment unit off very briefly, and these things get out again. But in, in the run-up to this, okay, he's, he he sneezes, and he blasts himself through the ceiling because he's a ghost, and he goes through shit. Yeah. But then to get back downstairs, he goes down the fireman's pole and gets it all slimy, and then tries to get in the fridge and has tried to pull the door open instead of just flying through the fucking thing. What's yeah. that all about? Yeah, it, it's definitely inconsistent. It, it, I don't know. I, I've kind of look. I'm ill, so I'm blaming that. But I got just got hung up on slimy fireman's pole. I'm sorry. I just, yeah, that, that, was, that, that says more about you than anything that was else. a poor choice of words, dude. Um, yeah, I, exactly. I, I had the same thing. I've seen that episode today as well in part of my rewatch, and I was like. Yeah, I, I had the same sense there of like, what the fuck? What are the rules here? Because um, yeah. he kind of he, he will kind of squish himself and things as well. And if he's going to get squished, then that suggests that he's able to sort of interact with things in a kind of corporal way yeah. and be and be solid. So, but yeah, like yeah. He, he can handle food and shit as well. Well, yeah, because he eats all the time, and like when you see him in Ghostbusters two, and he's in the he's in the bus and stuff. Like when he's when he's eating, or even in Ghostbusters one, actually, when he's eating, like you see the food inside him when he's eating. Yeah. But you don't see that in the cartoon. Probably a because it's gross, and b because it would just add to the animation budget extensively. Yeah. But you know, little bit of continuity here. But I would really love to know. I'm, it may even be out there if 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 the knowledge is out there of what Slimer is like. 
just let me know tweet me up i want to know this shit because that was my primary takeaway from these episodes i watched of like it's it's what the fuck is slimer what what yeah. was he more to the point not what is he we know what he is but what was he yeah yeah it, it, yeah it's it, it's bugged me for a while um on and off and then i say watching it today just brought it all flooding back but um we'll stick with slimer um, I, I i'd forgotten and i did know this um at the time, but I'd forgotten, is that from season three they actually changed the show. Um, it was it, it was it went from the real Ghostbusters to Slimer and the real Ghostbusters, and they gave him a far bigger presence and a far sort of more important role in the show, um, which to me kind of pisses on your product a little bit. It definitely did, and I'd forgotten that ever existed until we started researching this show, um, and I. Since reading about it, I do have a very vague recollection of that. Um, yeah, I don't remember any episodes. I just remember the um, the title card um, where you, know, you get the real Ghostbusters flashes up, and then he sort of he flies in and slimes across the top. So it says Slimer and uh, in uh, in sort of no, in green goo. Um, and I, so I remember that. I just don't remember the show at all. Um, but then uh, the flip side of that is because of that, they extended the runtime of the show and they got more episodes out of it. So I'm not complaining. Yeah, those episodes, though, uh, and we see this in a lot of shows, um, I do remember, even as a kid, thinking, like, you could definitely tell the new ones from the old ones, and the new ones were not as good. They changed the voice talent, for one, which is something I noticed even as a kid. Um, And also, if I remember rightly, they changed some of the character sheets as well, so they they didn't even quite look the same. No, like they changed Janine quite drastically. They gave a long, long straight hair. They changed her voice; so it was a lot calmer, and a lot less of nasally, guttery, sort of New York type voice, uh, type voice. Um, and yeah, it, it it does kind of, it does kind of grate a little bit. No, it's not. There's anything wrong with it. It's just not the right. It's not the right noise. It's not the right look. And having come from the film into the show, they drag the show. No, they drag the show through, and then you get the second film. I said, hang on, which continuity are you in? Which part, no, are you are you, re, are you making a show of the films, or are you are you trying to branch off and be separate? And then to the part where they brought in um, uh, what's his name from the second film, Rick Moranis' character, they, they introduced him into the um, into the, so the later seasons as well. So you kind of you kind of get the impression they are trying to go for this continuity with the films, but then they kind of shit on it at the same time. I think it was Lewis Tully, if I remember That's rightly. It. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They do, and it, and as I say, those, those first seasons always did feel like a direct continuity. You know, dissonance with Slimer aside, everything else just felt kind of right about it, as if it would carry on. Um, yeah. But then, I mean, these these episodes, which later became Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, the majority of what's on YouTube are those. Um, there are right. one or two of the original episodes on there, but it's much easier to find Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. Um, and there really is a noticeable decline in, if you ask me anyway, in the quality of the show when you watch those. Or certainly from the sort of 30-odd seconds of one I managed to make it through. I may have just yeah. picked a bad episode. I don't know. But it annoyed Maybe. the piss out of me. Um, yeah, that... I, mean, I didn't get that far in my rewatch, thankfully. So, I mean, because I... Like... I thoroughly enjoyed my afternoon, but uh, my evening, I should say. But um, if, I, if I'd picked that up first, I probably would have got halfway through an episode and gone, fuck it, I'm not, not doing it. And this would have been a very different start to the show. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, first thing is if you are going to go back and rewatch this uh, after listening to this podcast, if you haven't done it already, then do make sure you start with those originals. I think maybe, um, well, not maybe, I am going to carry on watching these. So by the time I get through to them, having watched the rest of the originals, I don't know, maybe I'll be more inclined to give them a little bit of a chance and maybe I did just pick a bad one. Um, But one of the things that annoys me the most about this show no not one of the things the thing that annoys me the most about this show is slimer um re-watching it as an adult uh, he annoys the living fuck out of me never did as a kid always i always really liked slimer but fucking hell he's annoying yeah um, but i mean if, if you look at some of the other shows we've talked about here and on who wins like you look at he-man you look at thundercats there was an orco there was a snarf that's the sort of character you oh, had yeah. is it it's this comic relief that's almost a, a pet sidekick, if you like, um, who's a bit annoying and a bit stupid, but you laugh, you laugh because he's funny and he's sort of funnily stupid. I um, totally get why he's kind of there. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming that's what they were going for, rather than because I mean, let's say Slimer in, in the, the, the source material in the film was was evil. So to bring you need to bring him in with a hook, and so to make him sort of the you know, the, um, the lovable pet, it kind of gives you it gives him an in. But as a flip, on the flip side of that, as an adult, you find them fucking annoying because they don't. A lot of the time, they don't add anything. Yeah, uh, I totally get why he's there. I, I just, I mean, yeah, he is there for the kids, but fucking hell, it doesn't make him any less annoying. Um, oh, absolutely not. You know, I, and particularly when, like I say, some of the ghosts and some of the ghost designs are really fucking cool. So then you see this fucking stupid big green spud and you're just like <laughs> what the yeah, fuck yeah that's true although I mean you, you look at it and I mean the ones I've watched today you, you look at the sort of the, the ghosts and um, <laughs> yeah they are kind of just sort of bulbousy and silly they're humanoid for the most part but they're kind of sort of just sort of bulbousy and silly and then you get like certainly in that first episode um, Ghosts Are Us like they make a giant you know, kind of ripping off the film where you had the giant marshmallow man they made a giant jack-in-the-box type thing and a giant monkey with symbols. Yeah. And I, again, it's, it's that sort of thing we think, yeah, it's not it's not that threatening. It's not that no, it's not that big a deal. But as a child, seeing a 40-foot monkey with, with symbols is probably quite scary. I definitely remember as a child finding this show not scary, but definitely a little bit spooky. Mm. Um, and having rewatched, I mean... I presume I've I've rewatched some of the same episodes as you and some different ones because I did it yeah. a dive on YouTube as well, uh, and some of the ones that I end up watching on YouTube as well, they they were reasonably creepy. To be fair, there was some weird shit going on with them. You know, there are demons and stuff involved as well. Like I said, um, which yeah. you know, for for what is a family show, fair play. I mean, it's rated PG on Netflix. This isn't this isn't a U kind of deal. This is rated PG. Yeah. So. You know they they've not shied away from the fact that there's supernatural horror involved here at all and and i think like we said it, it does sort of follow the film quite well and i think that helps that that helps with them nailing that tone it's not just the interaction between the guys it's that they're going for the same kind of tone as well you know it it yeah. could very easily have been just another action show or the Slimer show with a load of pratfalls, which is kind of what it became when it was Slimer and the real Ghostbusters, unfortunately. But it di- it wasn't that, and it, and it didn't become that. They they did play up that supernatural element of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, they 
one thing is they um, when they spun off there was there was um, a later series called Extreme Ghostbusters, I think. I and remember that, this, but I didn't watch it because it looked yeah, I mean, fucking awful. Yeah, when this came around, you'd have been, well, you'd been sort of pushing adulthood. Um, we, we were into the mid to late 90s. Uh, 97, I think. Yeah, and, I, I know yeah, because I was too old, and I know more importantly because it was extreme, just like everything in the 90s had to be extreme. So Yeah, that's right. Um, but, I mean, with that, they kind of... There, there was a general consensus that they, they sort of dulled it down a bit, they toned it down. Because the original series was seen as being a little bit edgy and a little bit creepy, um, and just as a, for a kids show, it was a bit too much. So by the time you get to Extreme Ghostbusters, they kind of went, "Yeah, we'll make everything a bit more. Everything's a lot more intense, but it's not actually very visceral at all." And you just kind of, you know, it's kind of a bland turtles rip off by that point. So it's not at all the extreme Ghostbusters. It's more like the. Well, that's what they called it, but you know, bear in mind of... the uh, naming of, of the show. Um, it's not really that much of an issue. Um, talking about the name, as you related to earlier on, about them being the real Ghostbusters, um, that came about, and I didn't know this, um, there was a, another show by Filmation called Ghostbusters. Yep. Yep. Um, and they gorilla. sued the living shite out of, uh, out of ABC and Dick and whoever else made this show. Um, to, so they couldn't use it. That's why they added real. Yeah, that show is fucking awful. Uh, yes. <laughs> It used to air on the Children's Channel, and it also used to air for a short while on DJ Cat, I remember, as well. Um, it's, it's fucking terrible. Um, it, it's got, like, from what I remember, um, a dude and a gorilla, and I think there might have been a girl as well, but there was definitely, like, a monkey or a gorilla or something. It fucking yeah. blows, man. That is not, it's not good. Not good at all. Um, yeah, I mean, even the logo's kind of similar as well. Actually, um, it's a it's a, it's a white a white ghost or something, a wide eyed and open mouthed in a in a black a black and white circle. So the only thing you haven't got is the um, the, the red line through it. I mean, it, it, there are some fairly shocking similarities to a point where you wonder how they got away with it. To be honest, yeah, and I mean, even again as a kid, I remember seeing both shows, and I do remember being slightly confused. I was a yeah. bit like. How is this Ghostbusters? Because, I mean, don't forget, even though they they felt the need to quantify this as the real Ghostbusters or not felt the need, we're forced to. Um, by the time anyone was watching this, the film had been and gone. So there was only one Ghostbusters. There was, Absolutely. you know, if anybody was guilty of copyright infringement, it was certainly not these guys. It was the other guys. So... Yeah, and I, I was the same. I mean, cause when this when this was airing, I'd have been it aired for seven, uh, six or seven years. So I mean, I'd have been possibly twelve, but no less than that, possibly ten by the time it finished. And I remember seeing this other show called Ghostbusters. I mean, what the fucking hell is this? This isn't Ghostbusters. Um, no, this this hasn't this hasn't got Egon in it. You know? Uh, being a sort of specky child, Egon was my favourite because he was he was lanky and specky. Um, and yeah, it was, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. And even even now, so just pulling up the um, the information on it online and reading about it, I'm still thinking, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about that one because it's kind of shit. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess. The, the way to, to look at it with these various spin-offs, like you, it went into obviously there was that original in inverted commas um, Ghostbusters, there was the extreme Ghostbusters um, hmm. 
And then, if I remember rightly, it that extreme Ghostbusters did go for quite a while. And I've got a feeling even that diverged into something else as well. But I could be wrong. Um, I don't I, know on that one. And then that certainly leads us on then to, you know, the, the recent reboot of the franchise. But, I don't know, this podcast probably isn't the place to delve into this because we'll be here all night. Um, but... There is only one Ghostbusters for me, I'm afraid. And, and I know I've made my views clear on reboots and, and things like that before as well. Look, if you want it, if you want the Lady Ghostbusters, that's fine. Go for it. If you want the original Ghostbusters, even though they weren't the original Ghostbusters, but you know what I mean, fine, go for yeah. it. But, you know, I'm glad those things exist for you. It's not my Ghostbusters. Whereas this was, really, that this was those characters. You know, they yeah. didn't... They didn't diverge hardly at all. So. No, and I think for me, to be honest, I think this even more so than the films because I saw that I've seen this before I saw the films, um, just because of the age I was. Um, so I mean, even even then, going you know, going back as you know, from, I said I'd have probably been sort of again seven, eight, nine by the time I watched the, the film, and I'd be going, okay, yeah, the same characters, but not really sure. I'm not really sold on this. Whereas Give me no, give me another season of this, even if it's Slimer and the Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. That's my no. That's what I'm bringing to it. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's what you want. You you say the word Ghostbusters, I instantly go to that original team of four. You know, um. So just just a little bit of background: the Ghostbusters cartoon, the 1986 filmation cartoon was actually based on an earlier 1975 live-action television show. So technically, yeah. these guys are the first through the door. Yeah. Technically. But technically, they are. And it's, it's unfortunate for them that they share a name with a far superior product that everybody remembers and has made a shit ton more money because yeah. uh, just, they just have no good name. Although they've probably benefited from the name in as much as even though they had to change it to the real Ghostbusters and then they had to spin off from that. People will have potentially found that one by accident. Yeah, well, I mean, it it is a blatant attempt to cash in. You know, oh. even... I mean, look, this show from the 70s didn't do very well. Um, mm. So, resurrecting it in this manner. And, and it premiered just before the real Ghostbusters. Like, in terms of, I think, a couple of days... Um, hmm. So they knew exactly what they were doing here. It's pretty fucking shameful, really. Yeah. But hey, that's showbiz. Uh, well, that's it's a fickle world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it is. It is um, quite interesting. And I say, I'll in 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 the spirit of fairness, I'll go back and see if I can find two minutes of that to get pissed off with before I uh, before I knock it off. I but, seem uh, to remember that show being really short. Anyway, I mean, most filmation stuff. I don't think was a full half-hour episode. I don't think it was, anyway. Um, I've got a feeling know. those Ghostbusters episodes were more kind of like 10, 15 minutes, and they were very fucking Scooby-Doo, to be honest. They really yeah. Uh, they, yeah they, they, they did 65 episodes um, of 30 minutes, so, I mean, oh, whether Jesus. they were some double stories okay. or stuff like that, no, I'm, I don't know, but it seems to be a bit... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a bit derivative, I think, is probably the best way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, I just always remember whenever I would watch it being disappointed because it wasn't... It wasn't real. Ghostbusters. Yeah, it wasn't Ghostbusters. It wasn't the real Ghostbusters, like, literally. Yeah. So, I mean, 
talking about those characters as well and just the iterations um i was going to touch on it earlier and then we went off onto something else it's, it's ironic really because as i say as, as a child i sort of didn't maybe recognize the fact that these characters were being revoiced and mm. when you think about it whilst i will always like if you say ghostbusters to me i will always go to the film rather than the real ghostbusters and i will always consider that through the definitive iteration of Ghostbusters, and that's the image that is put into my head when you say the name Ghostbusters. But we spent far more time with this iteration of the characters than we ever did with the films. There were only two films, you know. Yeah, that's, 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 so that's why for me, this so this this is where where I go back to. I mean, you say Ghostbusters, me, and I'm I'm really seeing the um so the uh, the the cartoon version was of the, the color coded uniforms and stuff like that. Just, but just because that's what my initial and prolonged exposure was. I mean, in yeah, in more recent years, yes, I've I've, so I've watched the film, uh, the two films, countless times. Whereas I haven't gone back to this. But you say Ghostbusters, and this is where my head goes. And so you know, the, the bag of toys in my parents' house, where you know, the, the figures still are and stuff like that. Now that this is for, like, for, you know, for that's probably a, a, the biggest difference for us is that this is my Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it will ever be my my primary Ghostbusters, um, but yeah, as I say, in thinking about it, I I definitely have seen more hours of this than I have probably even in the God knows how many times I've rewatched Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, um, and to the point where even rewatching it now, like you brought up the different coloured uniforms, like that. I thought about that when rewatching it because initially I was like, oh yeah, that's right, they got different colour uniforms. And that was it, it went away. At no point did I find it odd. Do you know what I mean? Even though I'm used to seeing everybody in the same kind of yeah. tan coloured jumpsuit, at no point did I go, well, why is he gone wearing green? Do you know yeah. It just didn't happen. Like, I because I'm so, I think I'm so used to seeing this version of them as well as. I was yeah. just like, oh yeah, of course, and it's the same as like, well, why is Egon got the weird blonde quiff? And it's just like, mm. well, because that's how he looks in the cartoon, so it's fine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, when they um, when they first um, started working on this, they did um, a pilot which was never aired. It was a four minute um, short, which is on um, a DVD set that came out in two thousand eight. Um, but the cat, even the character, the, the character design was was based on the film. So Venkman looked like Bill Murray. Um, and they had to sort of dial that back a bit. I think probably so they didn't have to pay it. Um, they all had the um, so the, the same color, not the same uniforms. Um, they slit the. Um, I think they made the, the Ray Stance character a bit podgier, um, just to get, and, and made him ginger just to take him away from from Dan Aykroyd. Um, and the, the, the this this un, this unaired pilot apparently it's it's I've not seen it, but apparently it's it, it's a lot more similar to the film, and to the point where the, re, the resemblances are uncanny. And he puts um, Lorenzo Music's voice on on a character, on a drawing that looks like Bill Murray, and people people are never going to cotton on the fact it's not Bill Murray. And I think that's possibly what they were worried about. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, I would imagine as well. Well, no, because he wears glasses. I was going to say maybe if you were to just draw them as likenesses as well, you could actually get a little bit lost between kind of who's who in an animated series. But then I guess Egon has glasses, so. You know, yeah. you'd be able. Well, to I mean, yeah. that. The way. whole thing is that they made them different enough. I think was was the point of it. Because I mean, with if you look at the the film, with the exception of Ernie Hall, uh, sorry, uh, Ernie Hudson. Uh, yeah, um, 
You actually you just got... crossed the two actors there, didn't you? You crossed the streams. It's because I'm reading a line on my screen where it says Ernie Hudson and Arsenio Hall within four words of each other. Um, yeah, with, with the exception of Ernie Hudson, you've got three fair, no, similarly built white men with dark hair. So it's it would be very easy to cross over. So they had the, to give them characters that look different as well as had different characteristics. I think it was important because, as I said, you, you're right, you would get lost trying to work out which one was which. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a good job they kind of were animated as well when you think about it when they redid these character designs because imagine the fucking ding to your pride if you're going in for a live-action version of this show and they cast you as the more podgy Dan Aykroyd. Like... <laughs> That's a fucking bum rap, man. <laughs> like, just... As long as they're paying that. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, you're right though. It, it's 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 probably one of those you think. Well, I don't really want to. Uh, now, wouldn't put that on my resume. Now, here's a weird thing about Slimer and the real Ghostbusters that I noticed as well. Just touching on that, um, the episode I watched, the very first person you see in that episode is Ray. And he's lost a shit ton of weight. Like, mm. what is that about? <laughs> How? What happened? Did he just like stop eating between seasons? Like, what? He's just—he's lost so much weight. But he's a cartoon, so yeah. that must have been decided. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, I think it was either between seasons two and three, or three and four, when they had the sort of big changes. And ABC sort of went went back and redesigned a lot of the characters. And this is when you had the change to Janine as well. And that was one of the things they did. They, they kind of just softened everybody's overall design, made them less less caricaturish in their appearance because the, the way the characters were written and the way they performed, they weren't, they, I wouldn't describe those caricatures, but the way that they, they looked, I mean, um, let's say having, having a, fat, a fat ginger Ray um, and having um, Egon basically looking like the guy from Castlevania with the big chin and the big blonde quiff just chuck some glasses on him. They kind of went away from that and they tried to just make things a bit more normal. Yeah. Okay. Two things. A, yes, I'd never thought about it, but yes, he does look like Simon Belmont. Thank you. Couldn't remember the name. Thank you. B, Fat Ginger Ray is the name of my band if I ever start one. <laughs> I thought it was the name of your sex tape. Well, yeah, maybe that as well. <laughs> But Fat, Sorry. Fat Ginger Ray is a great name for like a blues band or something. It's... Yeah, um, but yeah, so I mean that, that again. That, you're right. That that was a decision that they made, um, and we can sit here and posit theories as to why they made those decisions. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm reading a couple of different things as to you know, why they might have done that. But in reality, it could well have been someone went, "We're using too much of the, of that color ink on his uniform. Let's make him thinner." I genuinely think that's the reason and it was it when I looked at it I wondered why that is the reason I come up with <laughs> which which is quite sad but probably true so yeah that does it, speak for us being quite cynical though doesn't it it's either that or some fucking suit somewhere decided that kids would relate better to a thin person than a fat person or maybe some, I mean, some stupid bullshit like that yeah, I mean, you can't, but you did kind of have that thing towards the end of the eighties, didn't you? Where you know, they, they started talking about childhood obesity and stuff like that. But on a show that's produced by Coca Cola Television, I don't think they've got a fucking leg to stand on. What? This is produced by Coca Cola. Um, production companies are all friends, Dick. Um, Columbia Pictures. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Production. It's it's Deke. Don't swear. It's Deke. I think you'll find is the way they <laughs> Sorry, pronounce it. Deke. Yes. 
Yes. Peak Animation City, Columbia Pictures Television, and Coca-Cola Telecommunications. What the fuck? Like... Yeah, I wasn't where they existed. Um, okay, what else did Coca-Cola make? I like I'm it. just looking now. Um, Punky Brewster, Hardcastle what? McCormick, and then stuff like Price is Right, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. No! Yeah. That was Coca-Cola. That was Coca-Cola Telecommunications, produced by Deke and owned by WWE. Wow. Also, Slovenian families. Okay. So, they think it's property, man. Um, also, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling needs to be on an episode of this podcast. Just oh, saying. fuck yes. I don't know why it's not on the list already, to be honest. Yeah, nor do I. How have we missed that one? Anyway, sidetrack. Um, yeah, for a change. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, going back to my point... It, it's very, it's very difficult to understand how, if that was a decision they made, they want to slim down as a you know, anti-obesity thing. Drop coke, seriously. Um, the cause was... of most, most, most obesity and diabetes in children since about 1960. Also, it's the 80s. Everybody's doing coke, man. So, yeah, wrong type of coke. That stuff makes you thin. Yeah, well, maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was just on a bit of the old Colombian between seasons. Yeah, maybe you got the sponsors wrong. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, so you touched on it earlier on. You said well, we'll be talking about the the voice cast as well. Um, and again, you know, it's it's an absolutely stellar cast. But again, we we've talked about on previous shows. You see, get the na- same names popping up time and time again. So Lorenzo Music, we've talked about Morris Lamarche. Um, you get into um, Alan Oppenheimer, people like that, who sort of keep on popping up through the Disney stuff as well. And it just seems to be that these you know, that there's a fair monopoly on so the certainly the shows that we we watch and we keep on revisiting where you get the same people over and over again and and i'm wondering if that's because they gravitate towards a certain certain type of show or if we're just accidental groupies i i don't well i think there's elements of the fact that we're groupies for it um i'm i'm yes but as as children i wouldn't think so much yeah I, i mean i'm a nerd for this stuff and that's why we do this show so there's that I think what it actually is, though, is as an industry in the 80s, like particularly animation was was always thought of as kind of the redheaded stepchild. And, you know, if you're a job in voice actor, then you just it's a small circle and you take whatever's going much in the same way. I think that voice actors now in the video game industry, you see the same people popping up time and time and time again. So you see John DiMaggio in just about everything. And yeah. you see all of these people in the same games, in the same roles. You know, Nolan North, how many things is he in? And it's just because, and, and they've openly talked about this as well. You know, there isn't a great deal of diversity in that industry. Um, one, mm. because the conditions suck. Two, because yeah. they're not really unionized. And three, because, like, those guys are very fucking good at their jobs and they're not expensive because the market's not there. So That's right. that unfortunately is the truth of it, I think. Yeah. It, it just amuses me every time we sort of start looking at these um, these shows and we look at the cast list and think, oh, another one with him, another one with him. I mean, Alan Oppenheimer um, popped up in pretty much all the Disney things, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then see, see his name on everything. I, I couldn't pick him out of, no, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup either um, visually or vocally. I don't think. Um, I, I wouldn't have said he's, he's as um, as iconic or as familiar a voice as, as some others. Um, but yeah, he, he pops up in things that I've been watching since I was sort of three years old. So I probably no, I, I probably know him without realizing it. Most likely, and I mean, these people have gone on to actually become. You know, some of them are incredibly famous in their own right. You know, 
So, you know, I mean, Oppenheimer, by the way, um, was massive in He-Man, is, is where you probably know Oppenheimer from. Right, yes. I mean, he, he's fucking Skeletor. So, I mean, you know, that's that's where you know that guy from. But, yeah, the, these people, they go on and we just, we now know these people because we've seen them in other things where they've broken through. But you look yeah. back again, this is like, oh, it's not early career for these guys. They're all fucking ancient, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I, at the time, the work just wasn't there. So, you know. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Um, so looking at the production, I mean, there's not a lot written. I mean, we talk with some of the shows we look at, there's masses of controversy. There's loads of stuff written about how shit things were. I mean, when we talked about Power Rangers as a prime example of that. They were oh, about don't ruin edition. this for me as well. Don't do it, dude. Don't no, kill no, another there's, one. There's nothing here. There's absolutely oh, nothing. Okay. And I was going to say, like, some, some of the shows we've done, there's more to talk about off screen than there is on. Here, it's all, I mean, the only, um, the only thing that comes up is this. Is the similarity, the focal similarities to the the, the actors in the fi- from the films and, and the shows? There's nothing else here, and the only real controversy was um, Ernie Hudson. Um, he auditioned to play um, Winston in the series and was passed over, which he was quite bitter about for quite a while. Oh man, uh, poor poor fucking Ernie Hudson. Seriously, like not only is he the least famous Ghostbuster, right? <laughs> Not only is the... I'm sorry, but I'm going to throw it out there. Not only is he the very definition of the token black man in this franchise, but he can't <laughs> even get a fucking role playing himself. Like, yeah. I that mean, talk, sucks. I mean, yeah, that, that does blow. I mean, that's, that's unfortunate. One, th- one thing I did spot very early on reading about this, so see, see if you can pick up what I picked out straight away, okay? So let me find it. Um, the series continues adventures of paranormal investigators, Dr. Peter Venkman, Dr. Egon Spengler. I Dr. know where Ray you're going. I know where Winston. you're going. Yeah, yeah, I know where you're going. I mean, it's factually, no, it's factually correct, though. He isn't a doctor. He's just a random dude, isn't he? He's just yeah. like, he's, he it's, really is. The, it's, it's like they made the film, and because it was the early 80s, like, do you know what we need? We need an African-American. Get one. <laughs> And they just like stood out on the street and went, "You, you're black. You'll do." You'll do. It's horrible. I feel so bad for the dude. This Winston, like Winston, for what he gets to do is actually like really likable as well. But let's face it, you could remove him from the films entirely, and it would have no impact at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, even to the point where you look at sort of the series, and um, I don't want to go into too many, to too many episodes. So talking about that first episode again, that Ghost Arrow episode. Right at the beginning, they're in a chocolate factory and they all get kind of sprayed with chocolate and they get a little bit dirty. Winston gets a full face of chocolate and then a little white moustache and beard to go with it while out of white chocolate. He's kind of like he's like the idiotic foil. And it gets yeah. kind of it, it's almost like I said they they've added him retrospectively to um to the, the initial lineup and they go, We don't know what to do with him, so we'll make him a minstrel. Yeah. I mean And it's it's, it's fucking horrible. It is horrible because like it's surely it's better to not have that character at all than to treat them so disrespectfully. Absolutely. That, I mean, you, well, you just wouldn't get away with it this these days. He would have more depth to his character, and there would be probably well, not probably there would be more than one black character in the whole thing as well. Um, hmm. But look, this was the eighties. That's not an excuse. That unfortunately is just the way it was. It's, it's a reality. I don't know. I mean. It's uh, we've talked about this before. It's 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 very easy to get 
upset about things that weren't politically correct or aren't politically correct now, but at the time would have just been seen as a product of their environment. Yeah. And yes, okay, we could talk about diversity and things like that, but it, as you said, it was the mid-80s, and that's, just, that's the way the mid-80s certainly in America was. And it, we're not going to change that by bitching about it. No, um, it was acceptable in the 80s. Tumbleweed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah um, but but just to get back to the original point, man, Ernie Hudson, oh, dude. He's got catch a break. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, man. I mean, look, I'm sure he's doing fine, but when you can't even get cast as yourself, that fucking blows, man. Seriously. It, it does, although, no, it's not like our senior Hall did a shit job of it. Uh, no, our senior Hall was actually very good, and he's our senior Hall. So, I mean, that's got to suck even more. Look at the, <laughs> look at the career he went on to have. And yeah. somewhere Ernie Hudson must be sat there going, that could have been me. I should have been me. That was my part, fuckers. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That uh, there just you go. Sucks, man. Um, by the way, by the way, I just realised both of us adopted deeper voices. Then that wasn't a black thing. That was a sulkin thing. Just being clear before we get any complaints. Like that was us sulking. Okay, move on. I yeah, that wasn't. I, I, I was going to make a joke there, but I'm not going to get me in trouble. Um, so yeah, so we talked about sort of the tie-ins and stuff. Like obviously, you had Slimer carried over from the film. Um, from the first film, we had um, Stay Puff appeared as well a couple of times. Um, but there's a, a new, an episode in season one called um, Take Two. Um, I don't know if you picked this one up when you rewatch, but um, they fly to Hollywood to visit the set of a movie based on their adventures. And then at the end of the episode, it basically pans out that they've made the the, the episode that's being so spoof made is the film. So they kind of tie it back that way as well. Oh, I don't remember that at all. That is fucking excellent. It's some proper meta shit. That is way ahead of its time. That is fucking yeah. excellent. Yeah, I, that, I, I picked that one up. So after, is it going, if, if you can dig that one out, it's, um, it's, it's worth a look. It's quite clever. Yeah, um, it sounds it. I, I mean, I, I fully intend on watching more of these, so I'll get around to that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an early one, so you'll pick it up quite easy. Um, that's it. It is on Netflix. That's where I picked it up. Um, but on top of that, I'm saying Marshmallowman pops up across the show. Although, again, kind of like Slimer, he's not as sort of malevolent as he is in the. Um, I know he's not um, Gozer in this, but he's no. We talked about this on on Who Wins when we did the um, Stay Puft episode. He's kind of played a lot more friendly. Yeah, and um, he is actually even in the episodes that I've seen, he's kind of a recurring Easter egg throughout the show. He's fucking everywhere, like. Ray has a little cuddly stay puffed and people will be eating bags of stay puffed marshmallows and like he is yeah. everywhere. Um so yeah. yeah. And I, it's not a bad thing. No, no, no. Not at all. Um, I mean, if you look at the if you look at the film, look obviously you no know, looking at it in the depth that we look at it and compare you know, comparing the show to the film things, we're gonna pick things up. But certainly as a kid, the most iconic part of Ghostbusters stay was Marshmallow Man. Yeah, yeah. Like I've said this before, as I said earlier on, I've still got the um, the action figure marshmallow, and I've got it's absolutely filthy. It's not white anymore. Um, it's sort of a dirty, grey, smudgy sort of you know, having been played with for thirty years toy. Um, but no, it's it, it's still there, and you know, it it was a big part of this show, and it's just slightly bigger than the um, than the Ghostbusters figures. Obviously, it's not full size. Um, it couldn't they couldn't step on the fire station, which is what I always wanted it to do when I was playing with it as a kid. But you know, it was—it's this very happy, very jolly. I know, obviously, that's the—that's the design of it. But that was also the way to me. It was played in the show. He wasn't—it wasn't this big, scary thing that you know, 
should have destroyed the city. No, no. I, I always kind of got confused here as well because he was, I, I remember as a kid, like Stay Puff was in it, but I always kind of got confused because in the opening credits, the thing that's stomping along the street is the mm. ghost from the Ghostbusters logo. Yeah. But in my head, I had somehow managed to convince myself that that was Stay Puffed. It's not. I tell you what's happened there. You've you've got this. You've got the, the the credits in your head. You've got Stay Puffed in your head, and you've got the um the soft mints advert, the Mister Soft one. Yes. And yes. Kind of right. smushed them all together, and you've made Stay Puffed into the uh, into the ghost from the credits. You're right. Yeah, because I'm watching it back. I instantly knew it wasn't Stay Puffed because it just looks like a fucking giant sperm with legs, and it's like that is not yeah. Stay Puffed. That is a sperm on legs. Yeah, um, it, it, it's the, basically you're right. It's the, it's, the, it's the one from the logo, um, but yeah, I think that's what you've done. You've kind of smushed all those things together and got and sort of you know, your, your brain has made connections that aren't there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, um, so yeah some of the other um, tie-ins to the films um, in the third season, Walter Peck, who's the um, the EPA guy from the original film, he he pops up. Um, the the um, as we talked about, the uniforms and things are redesigned, but the logo is the same. The car looks pretty much the same. Um, the fire station looks pretty much the same. So there are all, all these tiebacks to a point where it's almost it's almost as if they're, sort of, they're subtly saying that we're not the same because we can't be the same as the film, but we really, really are. And it, it's a good thing. So I think the temptation would have been to say, right, well, we'll make something that's the same brand, but we'll make it completely different. And then we don't owe any licensing. We don't owe, owe anything other than the name to this other product. Um, so it's 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 a it's a good thing, and so now even in some of the the, the dialogue, they they hark back to the film as well. Um, there's a it, whatever they they're fighting that there's a a comment in one that Cthulhu makes Gozo look like little Mary Sunshine. So now they, they're they're constantly harking back to the source material, and I think it it would be very tempting to to have gone away from that. Yeah, I think I think it's the type of thing that would happen today. You know, if yeah. if we had an animated spin-off of a popular film today, that would happen. But in the 80s, I mean, they were cracking this shit out left, right and centre. Everything had a cartoon. Everything had a toy. Like, even, I mean, look, Beetlejuice had a fucking cartoon in the 80s, for Christ's sake. Oh, fuck, I'd forgotten about that. Um, We really need to rewatch that, because I remember loving it. I bet it's fucking awful, but we need to rewatch Probably. it. Probably. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember watching it at the time and enjoying it, but I'd forgotten all about it. I loved it at the time, and I really hope I still enjoy. It'll go one of two ways: it'll either be subversive and brilliant, or fucking dreadful. Um, but you know, even that had a cartoon, so this was a done thing. But like rooting it so firmly in the universe and calling back the source material, like that is something we would do now as a more educated audience, because it yeah. would be expected. Like now, you carry something on, you go one of two ways: you either adapt it afresh and go a totally different direction or you stay slavishly faithful to the source material yeah. and that's kind of the route they went down and so early on i think you've got to applaud them for that because that cannot then have been an easy sell to young kids who are the ones that are going to buy the toys well yeah that's it um but yeah it's a hell of a gamble but it paid off yeah well actually they're not going to buy the toys obviously the parents are going to buy the toys but you know, yeah. I mean? but if, the, if the kids don't engage with the show, they won't buy the toys, will they? No, absolutely. They won't want the toys. No. So. So yeah. So it, it is. It is quite. And it, I say it, it's it's something you'd expect now. Was you know, something in nineteen eighty six. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have dreamt of it. I'm shocked um, that it was so early. I, I thought it was years and years later in the film. I, I thought I was like easily into my 
well, not teens, but I thought I was kind of nine, ten-ish when this was kicking around. I would have been five. Like, well, I mean, this, this is when it was on the stage. I mean, it may have been a year or so later, but I remember when I started junior school, so I'd have been seven, and I was already into it by then. Yeah, so I guess, I guess I was probably about seven when it first hit. Then, most likely, so. Yeah, so I mean, it's not that it's not that surprising when you think about it. I think it's one of those. I mean. I don't know about you, but given my age, I tend to think that anything I remember as being massively fond of, with the exception of Thundercats, which was kind of always around when I was very, very small, like stuff like He-Man and Transformers and Jason, they were things my brother watched and they were slightly older, whereas Ghostbusters and Turtles were the things that were you know, right when I was a smack on that age where I'd appreciate them. And they were a bit later, but in reality, they weren't. No, I, and yeah, that's the thing. I kind of put this around the same time as Turtles and stuff like that, but obviously it wasn't. It was earlier. Um, and I think, I think to be fair, to its credit in rewatching it now, a big part of that is in the fucking money that w- that must have been spent, or I'm assuming it's, it's either money or talent. It's one of the two. But hmm. this thing looks fucking great, even for an old show. Like, it looks fucking amazing. I mean, the okay, the rate on the animation isn't massively high. You know, they're not on singles like Disney would have been. It's not that fluid, but it's yeah. not bad. And the actual art itself is gorgeous. It really it is. is good. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, it was, it was outsourced. I'm assuming it went to Japan um, or China, <laughs> well, one of the two. But it's certainly got almost a kind of uh, toy, toy animation in south korea well, there you go um i was gonna say it's, it's, it's got almost a kind of anime feel to it almost yeah um yeah i mean i've got to say though i mean in terms of like the visually it's absolutely stunning the audio cues are fucking awful yeah they are they are very bad however the score is yeah, really fucking good again and like they they actually borrow kind of incidental riffs and stuff from the films and reuse them and sort of yeah. tart them up a little bit and change it change the odd note here and there but they are recognizable and not just the theme song as i say some of the incidental music as well is from yeah. the film i mean that, that side of it was great the actual the actual scoring and the production of the music and that was fine was, for me there were a couple of points in certainly the first couple of episodes that i watched and after this i stopped noticing and it may have been it just pissed me off that much i'd stopped listening for it but certainly the first two or three episodes it was kind of as though they'd start the music half a second too early or too late yeah i couldn't put my finger on what it was which which one it was whether it was too early or too late but it just wasn't for me where it should have been yeah I find it quite jarring, and as I don't know whether I stopped noticing or whether they put it right, I can't. I, I, I didn't register, but yeah, it was just one of those. And thinking this, no, the key, the cues on this. Obviously, somebody. No, again, it's not as if it's diegetic sound. It's no, they picked something up on mic they can't get rid of. Somebody has gone in and put this music track on at yeah. this exact point, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's possible if you're watching it on Netflix. Um... It is possible that something's gone wrong in a remaster there as well. Um, Netflix, is no- Netflix is notorious for that, particularly with... Oh, God, I'm going to use the term. Older shows uh, see Buffy as an example. Um, I can't believe I just called it an older show. Um, but, it, but it is. It's but it, 20 yeah, yeah. plus years. Yeah, I know. Uh, and we're not, we're not talking about that here, but that is just a thing with Netflix. Um, some of these shows, they will fuck up the aspect ratio or the, or the sync speed. Um, but the, but the the sync for the dialogue isn't out. Well, it's That's... difficult to tell because it's animated. Oh. 
So if it's just a but couple of frames, it would be difficult. I mean, you'd, you'd be talking sort of, you know, Kung Fu movie bad True. at that point. True. So I, I don't know, but it, it, I just found it really, really jarring um, to, a point, to a point of annoyance more than anything else. Yeah, I, I can't say I even noticed that, to be honest, so much as I got annoyed with it. But what I did get quite annoyed with was the Foley work. Um, it mm. is very, very generic cartoon shit. It's... yeah. A lot of splats and kooky noises, and it's, the show's better than that. It really is. Um, it, is it, it is, but I think for the time, again, it, it's a product of its environment. That's what you had, and I think you know if you're doing it now, you wouldn't get so much of that. But for what now? For what it was, that's where it came from, and it's kind of to be expected. Yeah. Not saying that's right, but it's just kind of where it, where it falls, really. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. This is going to bake you sweet a little bit. We talked about they replaced some of the voice, some of the voice cast um, after they recast uh, recast um, Janine. Um, they went back and redubbed Peter and Janine's dialogue from earlier episodes. What? Why? What the fuck? What? Huh? What? Um, I'll I'll read the um, I'll read I'll read the whole section. In the third season, some of the character designs were modified. Ray's character uh, was slimmed down to give character less overweight appearance. Slimer was given a tail instead of the uh, the rounded bottom, which uh, reverted to a stub in season six. The biggest change was to the character of Janine, whose hair was completely changed from being short and spiky to long and straight. Her overall design was softened as well as her personality. Her voice was also uh, softened with Kath Susie uh, taking over the voice role from Laura Summer. ABC went back and redubbed Peter and Janine's dialogue in several episodes of the show with Dave Collier and Kath Susie respectively. Changes to Janine's character were eventually addressed and resolved in the season six episode entitled Janine, You've Changed. So, I mean, I think they got to a point, they, they did it and then realized that they kind of screwed the pooch on it and had to address it. But yeah, to go back and redub older episodes ahead of syndication, that's fucked up. That is mental. What a complete waste of money. Um, Absolutely. What the <laughs> fuck? Seriously. Sim- <laughs> There's got to have been a reason behind that, other than yeah, we just wanted to do it for continuity. I, I can't, I can't see any reason for it because it's not as if they've gone back and done every episode, and it's not as if they've done it with all the voices they've changed. It's just with those two. That's fucking weird. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Um, yeah, I don't get that. Um, and I, then I, in terms of the, the other changes they've done. Um, there's an idea from the start of the fourth series, they, they moved everything to Sandra and Slimer and made everything more fun and youthful uh, with a lighter tone and less frightening. So, I mean, I think they realised at this point as well that probably, they needed to be more appealing to, to an even younger audience. And by having so Slimer as a central focus, he went from being this, you know, the slapstick sidekick to being front and centre. Uh, is- I mean, that's a far more cynical marketing decision, but again, it got them another three seasons, so it's not really that, that surprising. It is, and it, it kind of harkens back to what I said you know, a, a while ago when I was watching it, so that doesn't fill me with hope to go back and catch that stuff now. Um, but you can understand it because I guess by that point, some of the kids or the older kids that were watching that original run have probably now grown up past the point of wanting toys. So yes. then you've got a whole new market to catch again. Um, what's really starting to fry my brain here, because I'm hung up on this revoicing thing now, is hmm. that. In going back and redubbing the Peter stuff, because Lorenzo Music was so perfectly cast as Peter Vakeman, and because that is the voice that I associate with that character, 
Yeah. Um, I would notice that straight away, right? And I can hear, I forget who it was that voiced Bakeman after him, but I can hear his voice too. He was a lot, yeah, he was a lot higher, um, nowhere near as good. Is Ironically, I think his performance was probably slightly better, but his voice just wasn't as good. Um, yeah. With Janine, though, I can only hear one voice. Like, I can't, I can't even place that second voice. To be honest, I struggled um, because watching it now, watching this at the couple I watched today, in my head, I'd replaced Janine's voice with um, Roz from Monsters Inc. Oh wow, Jesus! That's a. I don't know why. I don't know when that happened. I don't know how that happened. But that was kind of the, that voice I was expecting. And then when she spoke, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, and then as I watched it, so it started to become a bit more familiar again. Um, but yeah, I mean that I, I can't, I couldn't, I can't even pick out a second voice. I mean, I, I struggled with the first voice. I've got to be honest. Um, no, I mean, I, the the first voice again was one that was just very well cast. I think in terms of similarity, like she sounds like Annie Potts. That's what yeah. Janine sounds like. So, yeah, I I can't even place the other voice. I I just don't. I don't know. I I need to watch that now. That is really. That's bugging me now. I want to know what the other Janine sounds like and why they felt the need. Like, how different was she then? Because there was definitely a marked difference between the two Vakemans. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a noted a notable difference in the character design. So I mean, I, I I'm struggling with it as well. So I mean, I, I can't remember. So I mean, presumably the the idea was to soften the voice and to soften the portrayal. So I mean, do you get a very sort of generic? Just no. kill her off and change the fucking character then. Like... Don't even kill her off, just don't get any receptionist. Well, yeah, exactly. Or, well, whatever you want to do, yeah, you don't have to kill her. But yeah, just replace her. Like, because that's Janine. So, well, oh, that's weird. That is fucking yeah. that. That voice is a part of that character in the same way that Harley's voice is a part of Harley. Like, you change the voice, you change the character. So... Yeah, I, I agree with that to a point, but I, I didn't, I couldn't remember the voice, and the voice in, in my head, got, the voice of that character in my head, not the voices in my head, because they never change. Um, but the the voice of that character got lost on me somewhere, and I think it's because I haven't revisited this in so many years, it just kind of disappeared. Whereas the um, the, the the other voices, certainly um, Lorenzo Music, that that kind of stuff, because it was so Bill Murray, and that was always sort of in my head, but. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember Laura Summer particularly well, and so it's only from picking it up today. I've, I've got the actual voice back. Yeah, weird. Fucking weird. odd. Anyway, moving on. Um, so it's originally aired on ABC um, for its full run, except for the second season, which ran in syndication at the same time as the third season. So they kind of just they bashed out episodes. And went, oh well, we can sell that one elsewhere, and we'll yeah. play it concurrently. Um, Reruns appeared on USA Networks, um, USA Cartoon Express from September 16, 2001 to September 11, 1991 uh, to 1994. Uh, Fox Family Channel reran the series uh, in 98 and then reran the second part of their Fox Kids block in 2001, 2002. Um, so, I mean, it, it's been on so sporadically for, you know, since, it, since it aired, um, certainly in the US, um, not so much in this country. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, again, we talk about things that have never really gone away and it seems to be always on. I mean, there are 140 plus episodes and it looks like they've just kept them running for as long as they can. I mean, it's Ghostbusters, you know, it's, it is a popular franchise. You, you can understand it. 
it hasn't gone away because the film has never gone away there's always been recognition and and that's that's surpassed generations like ghostbusters is a film that has been handed down through generations just like back to the future has as well um yeah so so that's why they've kept it alive ironically the back to the future cartoon was never kept alive probably because it was shit um probably but, about it it was shit yeah and that'll be why they dropped it yeah but you know this this was good so it's been kept alive i guess because the the franchise has been kept alive not and yeah. not, not just through the cartoon itself i mean i i know of at least one comic run of real ghostbusters uh, and not the, the one yeah i was going to say not the one that came out at the time of the original cartoon there's been one since that i know of right so okay yeah, I'm okay, fair. I mean, I know there were two at the time. There was um, the Real Ghostbusters comics published by New Comics in the US um, and one published um, weekly by Marvel over here. Um, so, I mean, it, I mean, it, again, that's something it just kept, it just kept on going. And I think it took, it may have even outlived the, um, outlived the show. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. It was, I'm sure it was of it. Massive. And then you move into, you, know, you move on to... Um, no, you move forward in time. Yeah, no, there were records and no, records and CDs. Um, there was a computer. There was a game came out. There was a. There were lots of games. There was one on the spectrum, um, which was very basic. And I, I remember we had that. And you had to kind of, as one of the one of the boss levels. I think you sort of you got through the level, and then there was a ghost flying around. You had to use the trap to get it. And it was no, on the on the spectrum. Sort of you're two D, and it's moving very quickly from left to right across the screen. You've got to hit the space bar at the right point and, the, and, and catch the ghost. If you don't catch it, it comes back and slimes you. Um, so I remember that. And then many, many years later, obviously they brought the um, the video game up for PS3 and Xbox, I think it was. Um, so, I mean, they, they've, they've just kept on producing content. Yeah. I mean, I mean, until was it like two years ago, three years ago, there hadn't been a movie since 1992. But they kept on, let's say, just churning out product. Yeah. And people lapped it up. Yeah, it like I say, it's it, it is a popular franchise. I I think we're at a point now where it's you know, it's so ingrained in culture that just the theme even, like this this is something that never will go away, you know? No. That's right. So, I mean I mean we haven't talked about the theme and we've talked about themes on on other episodes. We've talked we, we, we had a whole separate um side conversation on some of the better theme teams. I mean this is possibly one of the most not necessarily the best in terms of some of the other ones we've looked at, and we may well go on and have a, a, a whole episode on, on theme tunes, but this is certainly one of the most iconic. I mean, I've, I've been to gigs and seen bands play this. You know, they, they break out in the middle of a set and start playing Ghostbusters, this is, and this everybody, everybody fucking loves it. Yeah, this is, a ho- this is on a whole different level. Like, you can't really call the Ghostbusters theme the real Ghostbusters theme tune. Even though it is, it's just... It surpassed the actual Ghostbusters like like so much, yeah. you know, in in the same way that you know something like Eye of the Tiger has surpassed Rocky Three. Like it's broken out and become its own thing. This the Ghostbusters theme. Let's be fair, is cheesy and awful, but we love it because it's cheesy and awful. So it's certainly yeah. not the best theme tune. So near the best theme tune, I'd probably say is one of the worst, but it's legendary. It is. It, it is. I mean, it, it, I mean, so funny you mentioned it being cheesy. If you think of the end credits, um, okay, it's the, it's the instrumental version. You don't get the lyrics on it. But with them walking down the street in their ticket tape parade and they're sort of strutting and sort of pointing the fingers and uh, pointing the gun at people, you know, that kind of sums it up. It's this very cheesy, very happy, very yeah. silly 
sort of tune and it perfectly fits, especially then when you get a slimer flying around them and tripping them up and stuff like that. But it, it fits perfectly. But then, as you said, it's absolutely surpassed it to a point where I say, you know, there are metal versions of their song and there are, there are rock bands who play this when they're on stage. And you think, how, how the fuck did you get from one to the other? Yeah, yeah. No, it is, it so, is one of those things that is just continually going to get covered, just like DuckTales is continually going to get covered. You know, it's it's surpassed yeah. the show and the film. It's its own thing um, yeah. and deserves credit in its own right for that. But will it get anywhere in a debate about what the best theme tune is? No, absolutely fucking well, not. Well, don't dismiss it out of hand. We may do that show one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll do that show. But will this get anywhere in it? No, absolutely Well, not. we'll have to wait and see. Um, but so yeah, um, that's it. it. We talked about sort of how this this kept going, and one of the reasons is the um, the sort of the sparsity of the the rollout as well. I mean, the, I don't remember there being videotapes, um, or masses of them anyway. Um, there was a, there were DVD sets that came out um, in two thousand and four. There was a bare bones set, so no extras, no features. It was just a set, a DVD box set with episodes on it. Um, and then in 2008, Time Life bought the uh, the rights to the show and they released a complete series DVD. And I want to find this because, not because I want to watch it on DVD, particularly it's on Netflix, but um, they they made they made two variations of the outer box for the set. One was designed to look at the firehouse. So right. a, a 3D version of the firehouse was the box. I've never seen that and I really want to. Yeah, that sounds like awesome. something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That sounds like something I need to get, to be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I'm not actually that bothered about the DVDs, but I just want to, I want to find that box. Well. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, unfortunately, the, the, that release has been discontinued now out of print, but there's got to be some somewhere. They've got, they've got to be available online somewhere. eBay is your friend. Um, someone will have it. Yeah, someone will have it. Um, so yeah, and then they went on. They've gone on to um, Sony have um, begun re-releasing the series because Sony, um, the original distribution partners, so they've gone on and. Um, released um, volumes one to five, so they don't they haven't done all the episodes, but they've they've done sort of five volumes of of about seventy episodes. So some of it's out there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's it's on Netflix. If you want to watch it, read. You know, yeah, that's, really that's right. Just catch it quick, because with my experience on Netflix, I'll start watching something before I get to the end. They fucking pull it. Yeah, most likely. So if you want to, yeah, if you want to see it, just get on that shit now, and it is definitely worth it. Um, oh god yeah I am um, it's always nice um, where, oh by the way that firehouse box set is not as cool as it sounds and it's oh, currently going for £267.61 on eBay I don't want it that much no it's not It's not that good honestly um, It. It. it's just in the shape of the firehouse it hasn't got a lot of detail or stuff on it um, uh, anyway as I was saying um it's always nice when I'm pleasantly surprised by these shows. And I think I actually went into this one excited to see it again and up for it because it was Ghostbusters. Um, I'd, I'd totally forgotten how much I enjoyed it when I was younger and I uh, definitely not realised just how well it does a kind of just carrying on the franchise rather than doing its own thing it really does feel like just more ghostbusters as i say from the music cues to the way the guys interact with each other to the kind of slightly creepy tone it's all there like it's it's 
probably, not probably, it definitely is as good a Ghostbusters TV series as I think you could possibly hope for. Yeah, I think you're probably right then. I, mean, I came into this, and we, we do this every time. Every time there's something we're really excited about, we come on and end up pissing all over because it's not what we remember. Um, and that's not the show's fault. That's kind of our fault for having potentially unrealistic expectations or false memories. But this one, so I came into it excited to do it, but a bit apprehensive thinking, am I now going to be really disappointed because it doesn't stand up? But in reality, watching episodes back, yes, okay, it looks dated because of the quality, you know, the image transfer quality and stuff like that. And we've talked about that before. Um, and yes, okay, it's a bit cheesy. And yes, okay, there are some things which you wouldn't get away with now. But largely it stands up. You don't sort of look at it and think, shit, I'm watching something from 1986. Because it, it's it's sort of ageless. Yeah, and I think, again, that's just because the franchise has been kept going. So I, I don't even know if it's, if, it's, if it's so much that. I think it's just the fact that even the, the way it's written and the way it's, it's put together, there's nothing in there. I mean, yeah, okay, if, if you had it now, it would be full of them. There'd be... They'd all have no. They'd all be on mobile phones and you know things like that. But because you were, you know, you were in a sort of sci-fi environment anyway, where you had the proton packs and you had the active containment and stuff like that, you you're not in a position. You're not looking at it thinking, well, that's what stuff was like in the '80s because it wasn't anyway because that stuff's fictitious. So in that respect, you're not looking at it thinking, well, that doesn't that doesn't tally, or they wouldn't have had no, they wouldn't have had phones then, or they would have had this, they would have had that. It just it just exists kind of in a bubble. And I think yeah. that's probably the thing I enjoyed about it most. Is like, it's very difficult to look at it and go, oh, well, that's clearly the 80s. That's clearly, clearly the early 90s because of this, that, and the other. It's just not there. And I think for me, that's a very good thing. And I think it's it, it's something that's spoiled things that, that we've looked at in the past because they they date very quickly, whereas this hasn't. Yeah. No, I'd agree. Um, it, like, definitely, like, thumbs up here. Go and watch it. it it's definitely on the... Um... The positive side of the of the stuff that we've rewatched here. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm pleased. I can't wait to watch more. Genuinely, so yeah, I think that's I think that's right. And I like no, it's it's getting on a bit, and uh, work tomorrow and all the rest of it. But I'm made. I'm thinking, well, it's Halloween week. Why not watch more ghost stuff? And no, uh, why watch horror shit when I can watch this instead? So yeah, yeah for me, that's probably the rest of my evening. Uh, it's a decent way to spend an evening, I think. And they're short, you know, they're twenty minutes at a clip. So yeah, exactly. Squeeze the, them in the, the, lot, the, the the longest one they've noted is twenty four minutes. I mean, even the ones that went to an hour, I think they were double episodes rather than some hour long episodes. Um, so yeah, they note them as noting them as being about twenty four minutes. I mean, you can you can hammer through those in in that's uh, at a good rate and not really not really feel too aggrieved by it. I mean, I, I lost three hours earlier on without really knowing what the hell was going on. Yeah, and you can pretty much put it down and pick it up at any point because, as best I can tell, there's no real through line to the story arc. No, other than no, none whatsoever. I can find it's it's monster of the week. Yeah, so yeah, like stop listening to us. Go do that shit. Absolutely, but you've got this far with us. You might as well listen to the end. Yeah, uh, which um, is kind of now. So yeah, fuck yeah. off. Go watch Ghostbusters. See you next week and stuff. Yes, I mean, yeah, that's that's the real Ghostbusters. Um, we've kind of. Been... Told it was fairly apparent from the start where we were going with it. I think I think it was fairly obvious we enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we'd highly rec- recommend you go back and watch it. Um, so yeah, um, if you want to talk to us about it or you know, just sort of share share your thoughts, share your feelings, talk to us about anything else at all, you can find us on Facebook, where the Devil Down Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter at SNPD Pod. 
Um, you can go to our website, which is www.ddpodcast.net, um, where you'll find this, some of our old episodes, our sister show, some other shows as well, which are pretty great. Um, but yeah, get in touch. We, you know, we, we love getting the feedback. We love talking to people. Um, and as you might have guessed, we kind of enjoy talking about this sort of stuff. So if you've got, you've got a viewpoint, if you've got something you want to say, by all means, have at it and we'll, we'll, we'll respond. Um, but until next time, who are you going to call?